God bless you. It is the second day of the three days of the power of a married man uh, training and prayer program. We started yesterday and uh, yesterday we talked about the power of purpose and I made you to understand the fact that you have the power of purpose because before God created you he made a purpose for your life and then he told you why he made you and so you have the power to fulfill your purpose and then you also have the power to help your wife to discover a whole life purpose and also fulfill it and I made you to understand that your marital responsibility and part of your marital purposes is to help your wife discover a life purpose by helping her discover what makes her happy and what she enjoys doing and help her to start doing it invest in her and uh, it made you to understand that when you help your wife to discover and to fulfill a purpose you would be helping to assist you to help you as a person uh, because your wife was created to be your helper and I also made you to understand that the same way your wife was created to be your helper you were also created to be a helper and I made you to understand that both the man and the woman were given dominion by God so both the man and the woman add a purpose from God and you as a man you have the power and the responsibility to ensure that the two of you fulfill your purposes and I told you three kinds of purposes the generic purpose the specific purpose and the marital purpose okay uh, thank you for being a part of it. Today we are moving to uh, more lectures and we're going to be praying on a lot of things. Right now I want you to begin to thank God for being a part of this program. I want you to begin to thank God for what you are going to learn and what you have learned so far. Just begin to give thanks to God uh, because it's going to bring changes into your life and changes into your home and it will bring about a change in your marriage. You will see changes in your business, changes in your career, changes in your family, uh, changes in your wife and changes in your children as a result of this program that is going to be progress in every area of your life. I want you to spend time to thank God. Just begin to thank God.
today we're talking about moving from the power purpose. I want to tell you uh, the second power that you have as a married man is what I call the power of kinship. The power of kinship. The Bible makes us to understand that after God created man, he told man to have rule, to take charge over every other thing that he had created. Let's read again from Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fall of the hair and over the cattle and over all the head and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the hell. So the reason why God created man was to have dominion. God created you as a married man for a purpose and the purpose was to have dominion. So God created man in his in his own image, the image of God created him, him, male and female created them and God blessed them and God said unto them, bear fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fall of the hell and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth, have dominion. So, to have dominion means to have rulership. To have rulership means to be in charge. To have rulership means to be the king. It is kings that dominate. It is kings that rule. If you are created to have dominion, that means you were created to be a king. If you were created to be a king, that means you have a kingdom. A kingdom means a king's domain. That means the places where a king dominates, where a king has dominion over. So you were created as a king. And one of the special periods that you begin to manifest your kingship power is when you get married. In your marriage, after God, you are the next. As a married man, you have the power to decide what happens within your marriage. Kings make decisions. So you have the power to decide. So the question is this. What are you deciding? How are you ruling? How are you dominating? Within your marriage, within your family. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now, if you a king that means your wife is a queen and you've got to begin to treat your wife as a queen some of us the way we treat our wives we don't treat them like queens so that means if you're not treating your wife like a queen you are demeaning yourself, not just your wife. 
you are reducing your status, not just your wife. You are making yourself somebody to be ridiculed, not just your wife. Because there are some behaviors that are expected of a king, and there are behaviors that are not expected of a king. There are certain things a king should not do. There are certain ways a king should not talk. So, as someone with the power of kingship, you've got to elevate your wife to the placement or the position of queenship. That means you've got to begin to treat your wife like a queen. You talk to her like a queen. A, a, a king does not disrespect his queen. A king does not abuse or disregard his queen. A king does not talk down on his queen in the presence of all the people. So you don't wash your wife down in public or in the presence of your brothers, your sisters, your children, or your in-laws. You've got to always honor your wife. Anytime you do otherwise, you are reducing your status as a king, you are reducing your level as a king, you are reducing your power as a king, and you are telling God that I am not worthy of kingship. Do you understand? A king has children that are called princes and princesses. So within your family, your kingdom, your children are princes and princesses. And you've got to elevate them to that status. You've got to prepare them, train them like princes and princesses. You've got to invest in your children and make them to be trained like a king's children would be trained. It doesn't matter how many clothes they have or how much money you have or you don't have, you've got to make them to wear the best that you can afford in the best way that it could be won. You've got to treat them how to speak, how to think, how to move, and how to act like king's children. You don't just give back to children and neglect them. Kings don't do that. It is slaves that do that. You don't just Talk to your children anyhow. No, kings don't do that. It is slaves that do that. You don't just demean your children and wash them down. No, kings don't do that. It is slaves that do that. So as a married man, God has positioned you 
as a king in your family, and not only your family, but in the world. So you are the one that needs to now begin to do and behave as a king. Exhibit the characteristics of a king. A king does not go after other women's wives. A king does not have sex anyhow. A king does not begin to sleep around with other girls. A king is respected and respectable. A king's behave in a respectable manner. So, if you have begun to do things that demean your status as a king, you stop it from today. A king thinks in a kingly way. A king speaks in a kingly way. A king acts in a kingly way. And a king ensures that his queen and his princes and princesses are well respected and they are well trained and they behave in a kingly way, in a royal manner that everybody knows that yes, these are children of a king, that this is the wife of a king. So you don't allow your wife to dress anyhow. You don't allow your wife to appear anyhow. You've got to buy her clothes that befit the status of a king's wife. You've got to establish businesses for her that befit the status of a king's wife. You've got to make people to see her and know that this is somebody that we need to respect. You've got to make everybody to know that this is my wife, this is my queen, and she is meant to be honored and respected. But if you yourself, you have been washing your wife down and dishonoring her in public or in the presence of people, in the presence of your children, you talk to her anyhow. You handle her anyhow. Who is going to join you to respect her? People will, if you honor your wife, they will honor her more than you honor her. If you demean your wife, they will demean her more than you demean her. If you disrespect your wife, they will disrespect her more than you disrespect her. If you respect your wife, they will respect her more than you respect her. So, anything you do to your wife, people will do more to her than you actually do to her. Do you get me now? And if you are disrespecting your wife, you're not just disrespecting your wife, you have actually disrespected yourself, you are actually disrespecting yourself. Do you get it now? Are you getting me? 
you are actually telling people that I am not worthy of royalty. So it's not just about your wife. It is more about you. It's not just about your children. It is more about you. It's about your status. So if God has positioned you in the place, maintain the position as a king. You have the power of kingship and you must elevate your wife and your children to the status of kingship. I want you to pray. Say, I begin to manifest my kingship power from today. I activate my kingship status today by the power of the creation, by the power that God gave to me as a husband. I begin to manifest my kingship. I activate my kingship status. I elevate my wife to the place of a queen. I elevate my children to the place of princes and princesses. I activate the royal status of my family in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Begin to pray, begin to pray. I activate my kingship authority, my kingship status my kingship power in the mighty name of Jesus I activate my royal power my royal status today and I begin to manifest as a royalty I begin to manifest as a king I begin to manifest as a king from today in the mighty name of Jesus like a paculia say I receive the grace of a king I receive the grace of a king so my family receive the grace of royalty in the mighty name of Jesus you see, before you can begin to be seen as a king by people, you first need to begin to behave as a king or like a king to people. Do you understand? A king thinks like a king to behave like a king. When a king not behaves like a king, that is when people will see and they will recognize that this is a king. So it is your behaviors that make people to recognize your royalty. And it is your thinking, your thinking level, that makes you to be able to behave in a particular manner. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Are you getting me? You see, it is not how much money a person asks that makes the person to become a king. No. It is the positioning. It is the inheritance. Kingship is inherited. They don't pay money for it. 
the real kingship, the real royalty, it is not something that people pay for. It is not something inherited by rich people. It is something inherited by people that were born into royalty, into royal family. So it is by inheritance. It is not by money. Kings become rich because they were born to be kings. So they now think like kings. They move like kings. So they become rich because of their thinking ability and the actions that produces riches. You understand me now? People were born into royalty. So it is because they were born to become king. So that is the reason why they are able to think like kings and then make money that is befitting kingship. But ordinarily, it is not money that makes you to become a king. It is your birthright that makes you to become a king. It is your inheritance. It's an inheritance. Kingship is inherited. Do you get it now? So don't look at yourself and say, I don't have money. How can I be a king? No. It is what you were created to be. It is the kind of family that you are born into that will determine whether you will become a king or not. Naturally speaking. So, kingship is conferred on people based on birth. It is inherited. It is not something you fight to become. It is not something you pay to become. The real kingship it is something you are divinely ordained to become. So God created you and said, have dominion. That means you were created naturally as a king. You inherited kingship from God as a man. Do you get it? So it is not how much money you have on the bank that determines your kingship. But your positioning, your confinement, your heritage, or your inheritance. So stop thinking low of yourself. So kings become rich because they think kingly. <laughs> so you've got to start thinking kingly. You've got to start thinking royally. You've got to start thinking dominion. Do you get it now? And kings don't defraud people. Kings don't do former nine. Kings don't do yahoo yahoo. Kings don't do internet 
commit fraud and their children don't do it. Do you get it now? Kings make legitimate money doing legitimate things in legitimate ways. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So when you start thinking like a king, you will start talking like a king, you will start acting like a king, and as a result, what will happen? You will start making money like a king. So upgrade your thinking. Say, I upgrade my thinking from today. I upgrade my thinking from today. And then upgrade your children's thinking, upgrade your wife's thinking, make them to understand that they are royalties. And then it is the upgrade in your thinking that will give you the kind of power that you need to exhibit. You already have the power, but you may not be using it. So you now begin to use the power that you have. So it gives you the kind of power to exercise that will not make, make you to be able to obtain the things that a king is supposed to have. Are you kidding me now? So you start thinking kingly and your kingly thinking will start making you to pursue certain careers and businesses in a kingly way in a way that will make them to produce results kings don't talk like poor people even though they don't have money, they still talk like royalties and as royalties. So don't say because you don't have money, you will talk anyhow. It is the way you talk that will determine what you will take. Do you get it now? The Bible says, everyone is served by the feet. The resources of the head was met on this earth by everybody. So it is what you take from the head that determines what you have. And it is how you think and how you act that determines what you take. There is nobody that has two heads in this world. The way people think is what determines how rich they will become. The way people act is what determines how rich they will become. The way people talk is what determines how rich they will become. So you've got to start thinking like a king. You've got to start talking like a king. You've got to start acting like a king so that you can Take the things that kings take. Resources of the health. Even the king is served by the field. Resources of the health. It belongs to everybody. So what are you thinking? What are you talking? What are you hurting? That's what determines what you are going to be taking. So upgrade your thinking from today. 
upgrade your talking from today. Upgrade your acting from today so that you can upgrade your thinking. Your income is going to be determined by your actions. And your actions as a king should be the actions of impact, affecting lives positively. So you start thinking of what you can do to help the people in your community. That is what a king does. Do you get it now? How to help people, how to bring positivity to people, how to influence people positively, how to affect people's lives positively. That is what a king Things, talks, and does. And that is what makes a king to be able to take big cheers from the community. Because when you help people, people give you gifts. So, what kind of business can you do? that is going to make you to help people. That's what you think. And that's what you do. The people will pay for your services. What kind of services can you render that will bring changes to people and solve people's problems? That's what you think. That's what you do. The people will pay for your services. What kind of career can you pursue, focus on, that is going to bring solution to people's problems as a king in your domain, in your community, in your society, in the world? That's what you think. That's what you do. Then people will pay for your services. That's how you become rich as a king. Do you understand? I want you to begin to pray. Say, I begin to think like a king. I begin to act like a king. I begin to think like a king. I begin to act like a king. I begin to move like a king. I begin to do things like a king, as a king, based on my kingly status. As from today, in the mighty name of Jesus. So I begin to think like a king, I begin to talk like a king, I begin to act like a king, and I begin to take like a king. I begin to achieve like a king. I begin to move like a king, and I begin to teach my people to think like a king, to like a king to speak like royalty to take like royalties in the mighty name of Jesus say I activate my kingly power I activate my kingly status I activate my kingly level in the mighty name of Jesus I activate my kingly status in the name of Jesus. The third kind of power that I want to talk about 
is the power of naming. The power of naming. And I want you to pay attention to this. The power of naming. That's the third kind of power you have as a man, as a married man. The Bible says in Genesis 2, from verse 18, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an admit for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the feet and every fowl of the head and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to her cattle and to the fowl of the head and to every beast of the feet, but for Adam, hallelujah. So, you got the power of naming. You are meant to name things in your kingdom. So you are supposed to give yourself a name that you like that befits you. But more importantly, you are meant to give your wife a name. It was Adam that looked at Eve and said, you shall be called woman. Because what? You understand, you were taken out of man. It was Adam that named every other thing that is in this world. Why? Because he was given the power of naming. What name do you call your wife? What name do you what? Call your wife. You have to give your wife a name that befits the kind of marriage that you want to have with her. For example, I call my wife my queen. And that's because I want a royal marriage. You get it now? And because she is a queen, indeed. You get it now? And I treat her based on the name that I named her. Queen. Are you with me? I remember we I was watching today the the, the, the the video of a program that we went to minister a few months ago. And after my ministration, the person that invited us was you know, they were seeing us for the first time. And she was saying, Oh, she's a queen indeed. Talking to the whole congregation. She's a don't you see she's a queen indeed. Because of the way I carry her, the way I treat her, the way I dress her, I named her a queen, so I treat her as one. So if you name 
your wife. You've got to treat them in correspondence to the name that you gave them or that you gave her. If you name your wife Oni, that means she is sweet. You don't put Oni in your mouth and you spit it out. No. You love it. You like it. You lick it. So that means you've got to keep loving your wife, liking your wife, licking your wife. Not looking for something else different from your wife. Are you getting me now to lick? No. You lick your wife and your wife alone. Because she's only. So when your wife offends you, you don't begin to say, get out of my house, get out of my house. No, that's a stupid way to hurt. And you are not stupid. If you have been stupid before, you stop being stupid. You don't spit on the out of your mouth. So you don't say, your wife, get out of my house, back out of my house. Don't let me meet you in this house. No. Because you have named her honey, she's meant to remain in your mouth. How many times have you seen people pouring honey out to the gutter? People don't pour honey out, they want honey to remain in their house. So that anytime they need honey, they can have honey. Do you get it now? If you call her your sugar, then that means she's sweet. You've got to maintain the sweetness. So call your wife by the kind of name that you want her to be. Call her based on what you want her to be in your life, to you as a husband and to your children. And you must treat her in response or corresponding to what you call her. Yes, I know that she is Jumake, she is Elizabeth, she is uh, Amaka, she is uh, Bridget from wherever she's coming from. But you must give her your own name. Adam named his wife. You must give her your own name. If the name that they gave her from where she's coming from is what you want, then you remember with that name. It's not that she's going to erase the name that she already had, no. But you give her your own name because right now she has come into your life. Do you get it now? You have the power of Nemi, and the Bible says anything Adam called, that is the name thereof. You also have the power to name your wife as the most important person in your life. Because you have the power of Nemi. Do you understand? So if you are beginning to go after other women or other girls and you are calling them sweet names, you are 
disposing your wife. And as a result, you are disposing your children. You are transferring the honor that belongs to your wife to that other woman, to those other ladies, and automatically you are making your children to become irrelevant, whether you have started giving birth to them or not. Why? Because you have the power of many. So what you call somebody, that is what the person becomes. Are you getting me now? So that is why you see that there are some men that commit adultery for the kids and everything. Their children become non-entity. Their children are disinherited. Their children become a nobody. Why? Because they are given the name that is supposed to be given to their wives that should have made their children to become somebody and special. They are giving the name to somebody else without knowing that they are transferring the power that will make their children to be in charge in life, they are transferring to somebody else. You are a king. Don't be stupid. Act kingly. A king settles matters within his domain. You must know how to settle things in your marriage. Kings don't beat their wives. They are dethroned. A king that beats his wife is dethroned. In the Yoruba land, some years ago, Somewhere, a king beat his wife and the other kings came together and they dethroned that king. Kings that beat their wife are dethroned. There's a mystery to that. That's why you see that things don't work for you because you don't respect your wife. Why? You are naming your wife, calling her by stupid names. So, if you say your wife is stupid, that means you are more stupid because whatever your wife is, you are more of it. Your wife is a queen because you are a king. So, if your wife is dishonored, you are more dishonored. If your wife is foolish, you are more foolish. If your wife is stupid, you are more fool, uh, stupid. If your wife has no brain, then you have no brain at all. Do you get that? So, you have the power of naming any name that you call your wife. It reflects you, who you are, and it manifests in your life. Because as a king, you have the power of naming. As a man, you have the power of naming. As a husband, you have the power of naming. 
And sometimes the name that you give, they become permanent. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So today you need to unname every name. Every nonsensical name that you have called your wife, that you have called yourself, that you have called your children. You need to unname it and rename it. Do you get it now? Give the kind of name that you want to be identified with to your wife. Irrespective of what she does or what she does not do. Anything you call, that is what she will be. And that is a reflection of who you are. If it is nothing, you are not the rest of power too. That is why in your life you are seeing things manifesting based on your confession, your saying, your speaking, your naming. So I want you to pray. Say, I cancel every negative name I have called my wife. I cancel every negative name I have called my children. I cancel every negative name I have called myself. I cancel them and I begin to rename and then begin to call the name. Begin to call the name. My wife is a queen. I am a king. My wife is intelligent. I am intelligent. My wife is progressive. I am progressive. My wife is achieving great things. I am achieving great things. My children are princes and princesses. My children are intelligent. My children are full of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. My wife is full of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. My wife is respectable. My wife is whatever you want. Begin to call. Whatever you want, begin to call. Whatever you want, begin to call. Everything that you want your wife to be. Everything that you want your children to be. Begin to call, begin to call, begin to call. La Pacos can tell about. Or name every negative name you have given. Rename based on the kind of positive name that you want to give and the positive things, things that you want to see. Or name every name, or name every name, or name every name. La Pacos, Le Pacos, get it. You have the power of naming whatever name that you give is going to be established. Kapaku, Libahandalia. Begin to name, begin to name, begin to name. Name your wife. Name yourself. Name your children. Name your business. Name, 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 name. Oh, stop saying the business is not working. That is a name you are giving. It will be bearing that name. It is not working. Begin to say, my businesses are working. Oh, my career is progressing. Don't say, I am not getting promotion. It is a name you are calling and it is a name that you are going to be bearing. So begin to say, I get promoted consistently. Ah, don't say I am poor. It is a name. The Bible says, let the poor say I am rich because the Bible knows that you are given the power of naming. So begin to give yourself. Call your business. Call yourself by the name you want to be. Say, I am rich. Say, I am wealthy. Say, I am progressive. Say, my wife is rich. My wife is wealthy. My business is rich. My business has numerous customers. We are making progress. I am getting promotions.
us. Yes, I am favored. I am favored. I am favored on every side in every way from everywhere by every means of God's perfect will. I am favored. I am elevated. I am lifted. I am honored. Begin to name yourself. Name your business. Name your career. Name your work. Name your job. Name your family. By the names you want to be called. By the things you want to be called. Name your bank account. Name your investment. Irrespective of what you are seeing. Irrespective of what you have seen. Begin to give positive name that you want to be identified with. That you want to be known for. That you want to be known by. So whatever you are doing, begin to give the names. Whatever name that you call, it is going to be permanent. So begin to name yourself. We've talked about the power of power, the power of kinship, the power of naming. Now let me tell you about the power of vision. As a married man, you have the power of insight, the power of foresight, the power of vision, the power to see the future and to know where you are going and where you are meant to lead your people, your family. You have the power of vision. So you have the power to foresee and to be able to navigate the ways to the future. It is the future that you envision that you are going to be able to pursue and achieve and fulfill and become. So you have the power to see what you want to be, what you want your wife to be, what you want your family to be, what you want your children to be. It is what you see that you will be. So if you are seeing poverty, it is a vision. If you are seeing lack, it is a vision. If you are seeing stagnancy, it is a vision. And that is what will become your reality. If you are seeing progress, you are seeing achievement, it is a vision. It is what you see that you can become. It is what you see that you can be. Are you kidding me now? So as a married man, you have the power to foresee the future. And plan towards becoming the future that you see. Do you get it now? So the question is, what is your vision for your family? What is your vision for your wife? What is your vision for your children? What is your vision for your business? What is your vision for your career? What is your vision for your wife's business, for your wife's career? What is your vision for your children's academics? You are the one that is made to cast the vision. 
to develop the vision that this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to be, this is how we're going to move, this is what we're going to achieve, this is what we are going to pursue. You must cast a vision for your children, not by making them to become what you want, but by helping them to become what God has created them to be. So what you now want is that they excel in the areas of their calling, of their purpose, of whatever one got them to be, whatever God want them to be, or whatever God want them to be. So you've got to have a vision that your children will be excellent students and that they will excel at whatever they do and then you set the vision in motion by putting strategies in place and by putting things in place that is going to make the vision to be achieved Whatever your wife is doing, you must develop a vision and impart the vision into her that will make that thing to be great, that will make that thing to be achieved, that will make that thing to be successful. You must make sure that your wife, anything she lays her hands upon, become excellently successful. So you've got a vision. Do you get it now? And then you now work out the vision. Vision of excellence. Vision of extraordinary progress. Not that you control your wife anyhow. But whatever she wants to be, you must develop a vision for how to be the best at it. You must develop a vision for you to be the best at whatever you are doing in your business. Vision. It is vision that makes people to excel in life. Because when you have a vision of what you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to achieve, what happens, you are able to pursue. So let me let you know this, your vision must be based on your purpose. Vision must be based on purpose. What is God's specific purpose for your life? So you develop a vision based on the purpose you have discovered. What is God's purpose for your life? You develop a vision based on the purpose you have discovered. What is God's purpose for each of your children? You develop a vision based on the purpose you have discovered. You have the power to discover purpose. Now, I want you to note something. I mentioned it while I was speaking on purpose. Purpose is not developed. Purpose is discovered. Purpose is not determined. Purpose is discovered. You are not the one that determines the purpose of the fan in your house, the AC in your house, the light bulb in your house. No, you don't develop the purpose. It is the manufacturers of those products that decided, determined the purpose of those products. So what you do is to maximize the purpose. 
you determine whether the AC should not be in the sitting room or in the bedroom or in the office room. So God has a purpose for your life. You don't need to develop a new purpose. What you need to do is discover God's purpose for your life. God has a purpose for your children. You don't need to develop a purpose for them. No. You don't say you are going to be an engineer. You are going to be a doctor. You are going to be a nurse. No. That's not your job. That is God's job. God said, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. And before you came out of your mother's body, I sanctified you and I called you to be a prophet unto the nation. That was the purpose of Jeremiah. It was not his parent that determined his purpose. It was God that determined his purpose. Joseph was meant to be a ruler in the foreign land. It was not the doing of his parent. It was the doing of his producer, the manufacturer, the almighty God. So your wife has a purpose from God. So you are meant to help her to discover her purpose. As I taught you in lecture one, and I told you, take our training, the King's School of Purpose, and the stage two of seven days of Dominion Conference, and get the book that we're going to publish, Become a King in the World. That's the title of the book. So it will help you to discover your purpose, help you to help your wife to discover a purpose, help you to help your children to discover their purposes. So purpose is meant to be discovered, but based on the purpose that you have discovered, you now develop a vision. So you don't develop a purpose, you develop a vision for the purpose. Do you get it now? So your vision is now okay. This AC, it has a purpose. What's the purpose? To cool wherever it is put. Your vision is now that, okay. Where do we want this AC to function? And how much do we want it to function? That's your vision. You develop that, you determine that. To what extent you can fulfill your purpose is based on your action. That is what you determine. And that should be your vision. The reason why Adam had a problem and why Eve had a problem and why their children had a problem was because even though Adam discovered his purpose, he did not develop a vision. That's the problem of Adam. It is vision that determines what you do and what you don't do based on purpose. Because you know your purpose. So you now develop a vision that will help you to move in the direction of your purpose. So you now teach your children, you teach your wife how to focus and behave according to the vision. To focus on the vision in order to fulfill the purpose. When you achieve the vision that is based on your purpose, then you can fulfill the purpose. Do you get it now? So Adam did not develop a vision based on the purpose that he had discovered. So 
He did not allow his wife himself and even his children when they start giving birth to know something that they are going to focus upon that is going to regulate the way they talk and the people they talk to. That is going to regulate the way they move and the people they move with. That is going to regulate the way they think and the actions that they take based on their thinking. That was why Eve had a problem. So Eve was talking to just anyone and just anything. Why? Because Adam, as the head of the home, had not developed a vision. Do you understand me now? That was going to regulate their action. Vision regulates actions. Visions makes you to know what you are supposed to be doing and what you are not supposed to be doing. Vision helps you to know whom to relate to and whom not to relate to. Vision helps you to know whom to work with and whom not to work with. Vision helps you to know what to be involved in and what you are not supposed to be involved in. And you teach your wife, you teach your children. It is your job as a man. Because you have discovered that this is the area of our purpose. This is what God wants you to be. This is what God wants you to be. So there are certain people you don't move with. There are certain people you don't talk to. There are certain people you don't sit with. There are certain people you don't converse with. Your wife is found among backbiters, among gossipers, talking about others, laughing about others, plotting against others. You, 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 it holds you. Why? Because you did not develop a vision that is going to regulate a action. Your children are found smoking. Why? Because they started friendship and interaction with the wrong kind of people. And who are you? Why? Because you have not developed a vision that is going to regulate their friendship, their association, their action. Is somebody getting me now? Vision, development, is your job as a married man, as a king in your domain. You regulate your family by vision. You focus your family by vision. You regulate the actions of your family by vision. It's not by being autocratic, but it's by being didactic. You teach them, this is who we are, this is what we do, this is how we walk, and this is how we move. From the beginning of your marriage, you begin to tell your wife, and you remind her consistently. And if you are just getting to know this, thank God, it doesn't matter whether your marriage is 50 years old or 95 years old, you can begin today.
where you have heard, you have can correct things right now. So whether you are there or you are not there, your wife knows whom to talk to and whom not to talk to. Your wife knows what to say and what not to say. Your wife knows how to laugh and how not to laugh. We are to smile and we are not to smile. When to move with people and when not to move with people. And she teaches your children the exact thing that you have taught her based on the vision that you have developed. Adam did not develop a vision. Even though he discovered his purpose, he did not develop a vision for himself, he did not develop a vision for his wife, he did not develop a vision for his children. So his children could kill one another, could think bad about each other. Why? Because their father did not cast a vision before them, did not develop a vision that would regulate their activities. That will make them to think rightly, to speak rightly, to act rightly. As a married man, one of the first powers that you have is the power of vision. To develop a vision. And that's why I'm teaching you in this three days of the power of a married man. How to develop a vision and to regulate your own life and activities, your wife's life and activities, your children's life and activities based on the vision that you have developed on the basis of the purpose of God for your life, for your wife, and for your children. You've got to develop vision. You have the power of vision and you've got to utilize the power. Power means ability, ability to do something. So if you have the power vision, that means you have the ability to foresee the future and to align yourself, your wife and your children, your family with the future that you are foreseeing. Do you understand? That is a power that you have as a married man. The power is always there. But you the usage of the power is dependent on you. So if you've not been using this power before, start using it. It is never too late. As long as you are still breathing, it is never too late. A lot of people, they lost their wives. Why? Because they did not develop a vision of the actions of the future. It is what you do, your actions, that determines what to be, your future. So it is the vision that you develop that determines the actions that you're going to be taking. And that is what determines the future that you're going to become, both for yourself, for your wife, for your children. Are you getting me now? So, what is your vision? And what is your vision for yourself? What is your vision for your wife? What is your vision for your children? That is what should determine your actions and your wife's actions and your children's actions. You inculcate certain cultures 
into your children because of the visions that you have developed. Do you understand? You inculcate certain cultures into your children, into your wife, and into the people around you because of the vision that you have developed. Oh, this is who we are. This is what we are doing. This is where we are going. Now, because this is where we are going, this is what we are doing. Because this is who we are. So we don't do this and we do this. Do you understand? So you inculcate it. You teach them. Adam did not teach his wife. And that's why they had a problem. God said, I know Abraham. You see, mistakes are allowed. But you've got to correct your mistakes. I know Abraham that he will teach his children to obey the Lord. He will teach his children to pattern after him. It will teach the children to hearken to the voice of the Lord is God. I know Abraham. Do you get that? I know Abraham. Because Abraham had the vision. And he moved his family in the direction of the vision. No, at the time when Isaac was growing up, the Bible makes us to understand because Abraham understood the purpose of Isaac and he had developed a vision for Isaac. The Bible says he gave properties to his other children and he sent them far away. Some people do have vision. By the time they die, their children begin to fight over their properties, begin to kill each other, begin to take each other to court over their property. Why? Because they did not inculcate any culture into their children based on vision. Do you understand? So you don't blame the children, you blame the parents and you blame the father. Do you understand? So Adam, Abraham gave properties to each of his children. And then he gave more to Isaac. So he understood the purpose of each. God spoke to Abraham about Isaac, about Ishmael. So God must have spoken to him about each of the children. Why? Because he sought a vision from God. He discovered their purposes. And then he developed a vision based on the purpose. You see, Abraham was not just controlling his wife anyhow. If you look at it, you will discover that Abraham pleaded with Sarah, his wife. I beg you, I pray thee, say that you are my sister. He did not try to command and say, this is what you must do. This is what you must do. No, 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 no. He explained. So even though they made mistake, but they did not live long in the mistake. And that's why God was always there for them. 
God went by himself to appear to the king of Egypt, to the king of Philistine, and told them, don't touch that woman. Restore her to her husband. Let the husband pray for you because he is a prophet. Do you get it now? So out of fear, Abraham did some things that were wrong, but God helped him. Why? Because he had a vision based on God's purpose. So mistakes are allowed, but mistakes must be quickly corrected. What is your vision for your life? What is your vision for your wife? What is your vision for your children? What is your vision for your business? What is your vision for your career? What is your vision for the academics of your children? What is your vision for your family? So as a king, as a married man, it is your responsibility to develop visions and to cast the vision and to engrave the vision in the mind of everybody and to ensure that everybody is regulated by the vision that you have developed without being forced to do so. Do you understand? So I want you to begin to pray. Father, I receive the power of vision. I receive the power of vision. I receive the power to foresee the future. I receive the ability for vision development. I receive the power not to make mistakes. I receive the power to rightly correct my mistakes. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. I receive the power of insight. I receive the power of foresight. I receive the power of vision. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I receive the grace to begin to see things the way you want me to see them, to begin to see the future that you want me to pursue, to begin to help my wife and my children to be regulated by divine vision. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive the power. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Pray, pray, pray. Lord, I receive the power for divine vision. I receive the power for divine insight. I can see the power for divine foresight. I can see the power to develop visions. Begin to